0: thing by turning their dreams into reality. We are back with another Reflection episode. I'm your co-host, Shay Harkness.
1: And I'm your co-host, Bray Creech.
0: And today, we about to get you ladies all the way right with some girl boss financial tips. Mm. We have a few months left in the year, and we have been strategizing on how to make the most of it financially, you know? This is the perfect time to set yourself up in preparation for the new year. And today, we'll discuss how we would plan to set ourselves up tips on how to set your own plan up, as well as top resources, remeckerman for guiding you on your journey. So before we get into the episode, ladies, you know, on whatever platform you're listening through, make sure to hit that subscribe button. Hit, hit, hit the subscribe Please? button. Um, don't forget to rate our show, leave a review, and share your thoughts. You know, giving us ratings helps us bring more of the content that you love and value and that's what we want um we want to know how you feel about the show since it's catered to you so Mm -hmm. make sure to subscribe and leave a comment (laughs) all right so let's get into today's topic so you know to round out the last quarter of the year and prepare for the upcoming year um this year has been really, really crazy in general, mm-hmm. right, Bray? Um, I think we're all kind of in this very uncertain period um, with COVID going on, with <laughs> this freaking <laughs> presidential election about to come mm-hmm. up. Things been thrown at us left and right. You know, we're going to get a stimulus. No, we don't get a stimulus. You know, things are still held up politically. So I just think that everyone is really in this zone of like, not knowing what's going to come next. And Mm -hmm. financially, that brings about a lot of feelings of, like, burden, you know? Yeah,
1: feeling uncertain.
0: If you can't foresee what the next couple of months are going to be like, you really, you don't know. Yeah. So I think to round out this year, really, everyone should be focusing on how to financially guard against uncertainty. So starting off, I think that there are, you know, some things that you need to be thinking about when you're setting up your financial plan. I mean, I know for myself and, you know, Bray as well, some things that we've been able to do in the last couple of years had been years planned, you Mm -hmm. know, so we had started thinking about financial plans, you know, right after we left. College back in 2016, and mm-hmm. some things that are just now coming to fruition are is because we really took that time and said, hey, okay, so these are some of the things that I want to accomplish, um, you know, in two years, in three years, four years, five years, and starting to set the groundwork there, you know. So you plant a seed, and then that seed grows over mm-hmm. the years, and you're able to see the fruits of your labor. So starting out. Um, one of the things that you should be considering is what is your five-year financial plan? Um, No one can decide that for you. You know, what do you want your life to look like in five, 10 years? Mm -hmm. Um, And then walking that back to figure out different strategies, financial strategies that will help Mm -hmm. you get there in that time period. So it all starts with today, but you won't You're see planning for the future until five, ten years later, you know. But you got to put in the work at some point, anyways. So, right. um, yeah. And Bray, what's your experience with doing something like that?
1: So this is actually something that my, you know, I shout out to my mother because this is something she's always really made sure that my sister and I understood <clears throat> and understand is that, you know, the thing, the lifestyle that she has. Right. She's always told us, "You want to be able to do this." You have to then do X, Y, Z and start that now. So I, I really commend her for always bringing that, putting the the lifestyle habits with a, this is what you have to do today in order to get to this. This is not something that you get to because you decide to do it, you know, when you are an adult, Right. Just something as simple as an ability to take a trip when you want or or take a day off or just certain financial freedoms um, that you see people have, you know, they're not given that. They're not gifted it. It's something that has to be prepared for and planned for. So, you know, like when Shay's saying, you know, what's your financial plan? You want to look at, well, what what is your lifestyle going to be like in five years or what do you want it to be? something simple like where do you see yourself living right you can start to plan and know how much it's going to cost you to live where you want to live you know i know people who used to say when we you were young like i i want to live in la okay until you get older you don't realize how expensive it is to <laughs> live in la okay so and you don't have to wait till you're at that point where you really want to move to figure that out so first identify like what type of um habits do you have to develop now that'll help support that goal down the line you know really analyzing your spending habits right how are you spending how are you saving what's your relationship with spending and saving like you know i know so many people who saving is not really like a top of conversation you know they they get a check they spend the check and that's that it's very short term um but I think with any plan that you're setting, like, the purpose of making your five-year, 10-year plan is so that you will have foresight. That way you can, like, do things today that's going to affect you down the line. Um, and with finances, that's super important because your money needs to grow. <laughs> Saving is the act of continuously putting into a pot until you've accumulated a big enough pot to do what you want to do. Um, so you, you know, you can't make that decision today and be like, yeah, I'm going to pay off my loans tomorrow. Well, no, you know, <laughs> my loan payment plan, you know, that I set for myself was a was a two-year journey, right? And it all started with me knowing that I wanted to complete that in two years. Mm-hmm. And then I didn't worry about, you know, okay, is it possible to do in two years? Everything that I did was surrounded around Being able to accomplish that in two years, so I had to switch up my flow to make sure that I reached that goal as opposed to two years down the line when I want to do something else with my money. I'm like, Oh crap, like I still have this to do, or I still have that. No, I set my plan and shifted my whole lifestyle because of it. Yeah,
0: like two years was the non negotiable goal, exactly, not the Mm -hmm. lifestyle that you were trying to live at that point, exactly. I kind of just want to delve a little bit into the the concept of getting a check and spending it, Mm -hmm. because I think that in in general, first of all, in America, whatever, you know, I can't speak for anywhere else. We live in America. (laughs) Mm -hmm. We have a very consumer culture, you know, consumer consumption culture, right? So, you know as soon as you get paid, I mean, we're bombarded, even like through emails, you know, everyone's having, to sell, you know, <laughs> every single day, y'all, I get maybe 50 emails showing, yep. hey, you can get this, oh, this, percentage. spend
1: your money, yeah, <laughs> spend
0: your money, so I understand, and I have to literally, like, delete those, you know, every day, <laughs> I delete, but it's like, you know, we are bombarded by, um, you know, a lot of marketing, a lot of you know selling. So I understand mm-hmm. why you know it gets hard to kind of spend, you know, without regard. Where you're incessantly, you're not really understanding how much you spend until it's time to pay a bill, and you're like, "No, wait a minute! Like, okay. where did my
1: money go?" <laughs>
0: right? You know. And I also think especially in the black community. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, we like to put on, you know, we like to look good, we like to smell good. You know, we we like to seem like we have it all Mm -hmm. and looking good, smelling good, you know, whatever, flexing. I'm not saying that it's a bad thing, but I am saying
1: that know your means. (laughs) Yes, spend within your limits, people. Yeah. Jay-Z said, if you can't buy twice, you can't afford it. And that was probably the shortest but most realest line in terms of financial advice yes when you see an item if you cannot afford to buy it two times that means you have no business purchasing it you should never spend your last dime on anything i don't care if it's a chapstick or a pack of gum if that is all that you have and you can't afford to get it twice think twice before you buy it and I don't even mean to rhyme but <laughs> right <laughs> right but you know keeping up with the Joneses will have you in a really tough situation so I think there's yeah. ways to you know continue to accentuate your you know your style and you know your personal preferences without push- putting yourself in the hole <laughs>
0: putting yeah um you know not spending to your detriment and it's all exactly. about just managing the spending it's not saying don't spend um, mm-hmm. A lot of things that people do too, this is a a tangible tip, is they will, you know, make sure a portion of their paycheck is going to their savings
1: automatically, mm-hmm.
0: you know? So something like that is something that you could do where even if it's just, you know, a hundred or, you know, what, however much, but- automatically you pay yourself first so then everything else that you're spending at least you know you've reached some type of goal for spending for Mm -hmm. you know either that two week or a month period or whatever so it doesn't matter what it is it's just that over time that saving will continue to bloom and grow and I think for someone like me that's like one of the best things that I implemented because I always had to figure out how to spend what was left? You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Um, not
1: spend it all, and then figure out what's left at the end. Yeah. You know, it's more so you you'll play yourself that way. Mm-hmm. You know, I've even even I pay myself, and then I still try to save. Right? Yep. I've had times where I have a few extra. You know, let's say I have a couple hundred left over from my check, and I'm like, I really should use this and just put it in my investments account or put it in my savings account. Girl, if I don't do it that day, by the end of the week. <laughs> I done went on Fashion Nova. I done bought me some, um, you know, Starbucks all week. Me and my girls went out to dinner. You know, a lot can happen. (laughs) Time, money moves quick, okay? No matter what your intentions are, money moves quick. So it's like that whole pay yourself first was the best thing that either of us could have learned. I feel like that really helped catapult both of us financially because when you pay yourself first, you don't even think about that money. That money doesn't matter the money that hits my checking account is not everything that I was paid in theory right my check was a lot larger but that money I have no knowledge of it it's it. not yeah it's not a factor mm-hmm. um exactly. and I like you know you Jay, you had said um something about the black community and something that I've noticed you know now at this age a lot of people are working on getting their credit in order um yes And, you know, statistically, Black Americans specifically, we unfortunately suffer from really low credit scores. And some of a a good portion of that is due to damage done by our parents. Um, You know, our parents opening up credit in our name to support themselves. Um, And then, you know, even with Becoming a young adult and these credit card companies really going after you and thank you to Obama for making sure that doesn't happen anymore and making sure people are aware. But still they still are very predatory. Um and not not just regular credit cards, but like every store you go to, you know, I go to Ulta. Do you want to open up a credit card? No. Do you want no, 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 no. The the rates on those cards, ladies, please refrain. Because like I said, if you can't afford it now. And you can't buy it twice. Makeup and all these other things are non-essentials. They really aren't. Yeah. Um, but, you know, they prey on people with these credit cards. And a lot of people I've noticed aren't even aware of their credit score or what their credit score is until they want to make a big purchase. Like, you know, you want to get financing for a car. Or you do want to open up your own personal credit card and you realize your limit is crazy and your rate is crazy and your monthly payment is crazy. You know, we have to create a new narrative where we're finding these things out and actively learning them sooner. So everyone who's listening right now, if you cannot tell me right in this moment what your current credit score is, I want you to go figure it out. Take the time after this to log into your bank account and see if one, if they offer something like a credit karma as a free solution. If not, you can always call your bank. If not, you can use a service, but it's free to check your credit score. It is. Do it. You need to know it because like I said, Other, you know, your parents may have used your credit and maybe never just told you and, you know, you never, like we talked about five-year plan, it's not necessarily so that you can make a move today, but you don't want to be in that situation where building your credit back takes time. There's a lot of resources out here and I see a lot of people who are going through services to build their credit, so it works, but it takes time. There's a lot of work that has to be put in, so if you have a plan for yourself, don't wait until you're ready to make a big financial decision to find out you can't in that moment because you have to work on your credit.
0: Yep. And again, if you don't know it, the first thing to do I would think is to go through your, whatever bank you have, um, you know, bank accounts. And they usually do have credit Mm -hmm. check service for free, those banks Mm -hmm. for free. I know that, you know, Um, Capital One has credit wise, you know, I have an account with them. So, yeah, so I think, you know, that would be a good thing to do. Another Mm -hmm. thing is for your credit, though, you a simple way to kind of help with your score is that if you do have a credit card at this point, um, Mm -hmm. work on paying it off, obviously. But once you pay it off, then you use it for small for small accessories or whatever. And you pay that entire amount off every month. So Mm -hmm. let's say I go to the grocery store and I spend, you know, $100 on grocery. Well, at the end of that month, I'm going to pay that whole $100 balance. And, Mm -hmm. you know, over a, you know, 12 month timeframe, you probably will see a good increase in your score just from doing something simple like that. So
1: on-time payments account for a a good chunk of your credit. It shows that you're reliable and that you're responsible. So- don't – at the, at the like, bare minimum, make your monthly payment. If your monthly payment is too high, for those of you who currently have credit cards, call your credit card company. Have them decrease your limit and have them figure out a way to decrease your monthly payment. They will work with you. Credit card, you know, they get a really bad rap, I feel like, because, they, because it is very predatory. <laughs> predatory but yeah. you would be surprised at how much you can finagle these companies. That's what a, a When you go to someone who would do, like, a credit repair for you, that's essentially what they're going to do. They're going to write letters. A lot of these companies will give you, let's say you're behind on payments, they will give you a payment plan. So they'll say, okay, we understand, like, now you've done racked up $3,000 <laughs> worth of back pay. Yep. Let's set up a plan, and instead, every month, in addition to your minimum payment of $200, we want you to contribute an extra 50 bucks. You know, they'll try and work with you, and it'll get off your credit quicker, but you have to be active about it. You know, don't ever miss a payment, and if you think you're going to miss a payment, you better call your credit card company and figure it out, because, um, yeah, on-time payments, they will use that against you. <laughs> they will. They don't want somebody who, you know, because... They fear that you won't make a payment,
0: and so. a lot of people don't know that you can actually dispute a lot of. Let's say that something yeah. has come up on your credit. You know, um, you can dispute a lot of those. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, reports on your credit. So I yeah. think it's all about trying, and I think people don't understand that it it really is all about trying. You know, because yeah. they don't they know these predatory companies know that people don't know the rules right. behind <laughs> finance and behind credit and things like that. Mm -hmm. So they're like, okay, well, I'm gonna put this on their credit. They don't know shit, you know, and unfortunately, a lot of people don't. But, um, you know, I always say, and this is funny, my friend asked me, um, would I rather have like a million dollars in cash or a million dollar credit line? And a lot of people don't understand that credit could be used to really, facilitate and bloom your wealth right so Mm -hmm. i said i would rather have a million dollar credit line because i can take that a million dollar credit line and i can multiply that in so many ways Mm -hmm. it's not even funny
1: it gives you access to more than just a million dollars in cash
0: Mm -hmm. exactly so um you know ladies it's just time to really take some of these things into consideration and really hone and hone in and focus on um, your personal finances because I think that you know we no longer live in a world where we're able to depend on um, others for everything and yeah. others I mean men you know family whoever but we're it, let's just be let's just be actual and factual mm-hmm. um, we we kind of have to find and figure out some of these things ourselves so um, yeah. don't hone in on that Um. Another thing to consider is your debt-to-income ratio. I had a friend tell me recently, like, you know, she had been interested in buying a home and she didn't understand um, how student loans do affect that Mm -hmm. process of, you know, owning a home, even though she pays on time, you know, she doesn't have any issues, it's still a large part of what you will be um, measured against for Mm -hmm. being able to get one of these home loans from you know these banks so your debt to income ratio really banks and companies estimate how much or if you will be able to repay the loan based on Mm -hmm. what your monthly expenses are so if your debt is too high you're gonna have a high monthly payment right Mm -hmm. and that affects how much house you can qualify for because they Mm want to make sure that when you get this home loan you can repay that home loan um and obviously what your income is is you know your regular w-2 job um so or or if you own a business a business um so you know what are you bringing in versus what do you have to put out every month if that Ratio is too high. You will not be qualified.
1: Yeah. Lenders are stingy. They don't really care about who else you owe money. They want to make sure you can pay them back. So -hmm. that's why they do that. You know, if you have a car loan and student loans, loans and your debts are things that you are obligated to pay right? So it's not just about your extra expenses. All they look at bottom line is what are those outstanding payments that you are legally obligated to pay? Yep. Because what that, all that does is infringe on how much in your ability to be able to pay them. And so they're not going to extend themselves. And I think that's really important to mention right now during COVID because I see a lot of people getting really interested in home ownership. However, banks are being very stingy they know that a lot of people are acquiring quick cash. People have applied for these business loans. People have gotten the stimulus stimulus checks. People have been getting um, the COVID unemployment booster. So they're recognizing that. And so they're being a lot more stingy with the loans that they're offering and that they're allowing. Um, so definitely like and you don't want to overextend yourself forget what they'll allow you to do or not do like you need to have a debt to income ratio because you have to understand too like every new piece of debt that's money that you're obligated to pay so you want to be able to live off of the money that you have left over because while yes banks are stingy debt to income ratio is important it'll determine what loan but you can very well acquire a loan that will push you past the limits that you really need to be pushed so don't let the banks be the deciding factor you first have to know what's too much what's your groceries what's your expensive ladies you know we got hair products we get our nails done you know can you afford to go out to eat you know there are certain liberties that you may enjoy that you may not be willing to give up you have to factor those things in um because once you pay out your bills sis having fifty dollars left over if you're comfortable with that you're comfortable with that but (laughs) You know, the banks will push you, pull push you there because um, they know their money will be paid. Yep. So. so um,
0: yeah. And, and talking about that, I'm like that you mentioned that, you know, what mm-hmm. lifestyle do you live right now and what mm-hmm. are you comfortable with giving up based on whatever financial goal you have versus, you know, what can you just not let go? You know, <laughs> my mom yeah, told me, she was like, look my hair always has to be Mm -hmm. so you know that's at least 200 (laughs) non-negotiable right not negotiable (laughs) and that is something for her so it's like everything that she does has to be built around that because that's a Mm non-negotiable um accessory that she has in her life me you know i I like to get my nails done you know Mm -hmm. so that's a non-negotiable for me um so, it, you know, ladies, we have things that, you know, we really like to do. And it's like, I'm not giving that up. I'm
1: not so. Girl, that's me and my massages. I'm like, listen, I need it. My yeah. self-care is, it has to be included in that budget. Like,
0: exactly. Yeah. So going into that, you know, I listed out what my income was, um, mm-hmm. not including what automatically goes to my savings. So that is not even incorporated. Um, right. And then every expense, that I have throughout the month, whether that's bills, you know, um, miscellaneous, you know, go out with friends or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. the target of like what I would like to spend for that amount and then the non-negotiables, you know, the, yeah. the nails and all that. Um, and then <laughs> <laughs> what I was willing to spend on, you know, some of the more goal-oriented financial things. So investing right. in assets and this and that. So I think mm-hmm. starting out and understanding where you are um, on a, in a financial standpoint on a monthly basis, because that's really mm-hmm. the most important is where you start. Yeah.
1: yeah. I agree. And in the context of us preparing for the new year, I think, you know, everything that we're mentioning today, um, Everybody is in a different financial situation, right? So I think the first act of just being knowledgeable of all this, it actually takes time to fully understand the pros and the cons of investing, of saving, of understanding why your debt-to-income ratio is important, your credit score, like, all these things – the act of doing them, yes, obviously is important, but it's also just important to have the knowledge, right? So even if you're sitting here and you're like, well, sis, I'm currently not working, right, because of COVID or, you know, I'm, I'm going through a lot and trying to figure out, you know, how to even pay my bills. Um, I think that just having this knowledge will, will help you formulate a plan so that, you know, when you do have more income, Or even just how to strategize using the income that you have now, whatever it may be, to figure out how to make it strategically work for you, um, but also, you know, kind of solve the need that you have in this very moment. Um, Mm -hmm. And, you know, with saying that, Shay, what would you say um, is like a key component to making a financial plan or one key component?
0: Um, I would say thinking about the future. Yeah. So, um, I think a lot of times, myself included, we do think short term, right? Yeah. Um, it, it takes a lot of practice to be able to think long term, but long term is what you are shooting towards right because Mm -hmm. you're you're not your life is not going to level up if you will in (laughs) a month two months maybe even a year um it's not gonna go that fast I think when people and I think this is why people get bogged down by financial you know talk and and goals and things like that anyways because Mm -hmm. it is not Oh, I do it this one month and now my whole life is like changed around. Now I'm rich. Now I'm, you know, like it's Mm -hmm. strategic steps to kind of get to where you want over a course of time. So um, the first thing is just really conditioning yourself to, to think about the future. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, like I was saying earlier, you know, me and Bray, a lot of things have come about over the course of this summer and it's because of things that we had done four years or planned four or five years ago literally you yeah because at this point we literally were for four and a half years so mm-hmm. you know as soon as we got out it was like oh okay what do I want to do <laughs> um and it was making strategic sacrifices mm-hmm. and um you know planning steps and execution steps to to get to the that point so you know we'll disclose some more of that in you know a couple of episodes but for yeah. sure like I think thinking future
1: yeah definitely um and and you know I can't wait to be able to share with you guys what we've accomplished but long term baby you know we are 26 years old and you know we've accomplished some great things and I think you know we would be lying if we told you like yeah you know just this year we set the plan like no this is years in the making Mm -hmm. um definitely years in the making um you know I know we had mentioned this before but you know just making your um your financial future a priority I think is a really big um thing and, and it's an important step of the process like you, you have to prioritize it now in order to see the gains that you want to see later. So, you know, that notion that Shay mentioned about paying yourself first, no matter how much it is, I don't care if you put aside $10, <laughs> that $10, that continuous con- contribution of $10 is going to grow, right? Yep. And if you get yourself a little investment account, and you put that, those $10 in, you will be able to not only continuously contribute $10, but you will be making money off of the money that you're investing. Um, so don't ever think that it's not enough to save it. There's always enough to save. I have, you know, y'all can't see me right now, but I have this little um, money jar that my mom and I do this challenge all the time where, we save the um, the extra money when we break a bill. So, you know, when I break a five, if I come home at the end of the night and I have any singles, I put it in the jar. So I don't consider that as money to be spent later. So it's little things like that. Any coins, I empty out my wallet at the end of the day. Any coins I have, they just put it right in the jar. And at the end of the year, I think last year, we both walked away with, like, about a grand.
0: Oh, wow. Okay.
1: Yeah. It's worth it, you know, and, and if you don't think about it, that jar is full of like random dollars and coins and, you know, it grows <laughs> and it makes a difference. So yes. um, even if you're doing that on a smaller scale, even if you walk away at the end of the year with 200 bucks, 100 bucks, yeah. that's $200 that you would have spent on something that you would have spent throughout the year with it meaning nothing. That's $200 at the end of the year. You can take that and actually just strictly invest it. So, you know. Um, make it a priority. And I think, you know, you'll definitely see the return on that for sure. You you mentioned
0: you and your mom just now, Mm -hmm. um, depositing money into your, it's not a money jar, right? (laughs) You say piggy bank. (laughs) (laughs) It's a grown woman's piggy bank. (laughs) It's a money jar now. Money jar. (laughs) Um, But um, the last thing is don't, don't count out making it a group effort, right? Yeah. So, Don't forget to include your loved ones or your friends and, you know, pull resources together to get to Mm -hmm. the next place um, or to the next step of life. Um, Mm -hmm. And that is something that I'm actually learning a lot about right now. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, I do consult my friends and my family about different things that I want to do, of course, um, but I haven't really put that into practice other than, you know, what me and Bray have going on with millennial (laughs) girls. And, you know, we have a couple of other projects, but um, Mm -hmm. I'm learning now the importance of really, really pulling resources together to get to the next level. And, you know, there are a lot of things that we're talking about now that is just Mm -hmm. like, wow, you know, we could really, um, we could really grow a lot if we invest with each other and, you know, you know, everyone has different levels of, you know, understanding about finances and things like that. So you always want to utilize other people's um, experiences, other people's knowledge about mm-hmm. these type of things and also their resources. And mm-hmm. if that means that, you know, every, you know, you guys do a susu or, you know, every mm-hmm. quarter you guys pull your guys' resources together and invest that in a, in a pot and then, mm-hmm. you know take that pot and invest in a real asset like homes or anything like that. I mean, literally there's so much that you can do with other people. And I think that as, you know, women, and then as black people in general, we need to understand how other people out here are getting to the bag because they like each other,
1: each other. Yeah. And that, you know, we always talk about the importance of your circle for emotional reasons, but you know, as we continue to get older, financially it can make a difference you know and and your ability to network with people and figure out how to um make your money work for you (laughs) you know we were trying to move out of a space where we're working for the money we want our money to work for us and when you include people in that now you have more money that means your money has the opportunity to work harder and work smarter so don't count that out um yeah, and I'm I'm excited personally for what, you know, my friends and I talk about doing. Absolutely. We try to make the money moves, and we know <laughs> that sh- we're stronger together. That's all I'm going to say. Yes. <laughs> for sure. Yes.
0: Um, the last thing, the last component that I would say of, you know, making a financial plan is mm-hmm. – don't count out all opportunities that are there for you to utilize. And this is not about people. These are just about opportunities that are right in front of you. So utilizing side hustles, um, that is a big thing, I think, in our generation right now because we really understand that you can't have just one (laughs) way that you're making money and think that you're going to be really, really making it out here Um, -hmm. or, I mean, unless you have like a a really good job, which you know, some of us do, but regardless, the point is, um, (laughs) you still, you want to identify, you know, what skill set, what natural skill sets you have, um, and utilize those for side hustles or even, you know, different, um, opportunities that, that lie right in our faces that we don't think about using. So, Mm -hmm. My little experience with uh, separate side hustle, <laughs> and me and Brandon realized this was DoorDash. So, um, you know, this summer I was trying to reach a specific goal, and um, you know, I just needed a little push. So I said, hey, I don't care about what the optics are. Um, You know, I had gone back home this entire summer. So I was in, you know, my hometown, Atlanta. And I was like, hey, you know, I have extra time. So let me just use DoorDash. You know, Mm -hmm. like, y'all, when I tell you the money was good, you know, I Mm -hmm. met some nice people. Um, The experience was outside of it. Like, you actually learn how much work it is. Yes. (laughs) Like, (laughs) Yeah, I'm just like okay you know people who deliver like it's not really that big of a deal but it's mm-hmm. a lot of fucking work so yep. anytime I do something new that I've never done before I always have respect for people who do it you know mm-hmm. because you understand just how much like
1: you start is- tipping different too it's like yeah, oh snap just- <laughs> right, like right? I'm obviously I'm like, oh, not tipping well enough
0: thank you sis thank you bro mm-hmm. like I literally yeah I would
1: tip more because
0: yeah. I understand you know because I also had experiences where I felt like I put in a lot of work and I didn't get you know, good tips. So one of the times I had to go to Walmart to pick up some groceries or whatever. And Mm -hmm. I get to the person's home and there was an apartment on the third floor. This lady had a lot of groceries. Okay. Mm. I'm delivering up to the third floor. I had to make multiple trips. She did not give me a tip. That's crazy. (laughs) I was like oh no I'm not doing no more Walmart runs like this is yeah perfect. yeah but yeah. yeah so that was you know experience how was yours Bert?
1: <laughs> very similar I mean you know it's funny because my sister was the one who really put me on she's in college and you know she was just home for the summer so that's what she was doing and she was spoke so highly of it. I'm like you know what let me give it a try and luckily you know I used to go out um with one of my friends to make it a little, like, easier where I would, he would get out and I would just stay in the car. I would go into the store and get it and he would actually deliver it. Um, But, you know, something that I, it really just reminded me that a side hustle is just that. It's a hustle. You know, you, you have to be in it to win it, really. And something that I liked about it was the opportunity to choose when you want to do it or not it it almost, it's exactly what I think some people are looking for, you know, that ability to kind of work and do for yourself while making money while doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, this idea of like counting out DoorDash or, you know, having to deliver, like, yeah, there's a lot of things out here, but I also feel like it was important to try it because now this is, this is a potential revenue stream that I will always have access to, you yep. know, like I'm going to be moving soon. And it's like, okay, you know, we just talked about the other day and I was like, I wonder if they got DoorDash out there and how the market is like, that's where my mind is. <laughs> Cause I'm like, can I make money doing this somewhere else? Um, you know, and millennials like we're the, the biggest thing out here right now is side hustling. Everyone I think is finally understanding what it means to create multiple streams of revenue. Um, and not relying on one thing I think COVID has done a really um, it's unfortunate but it definitely has like put a lot of people in a position where they have to start looking at alternate ways of bringing in and and earning money Um, I think it was worthwhile and I I I do hope to continue to find other side hustly things to do Um, because I think it's you know it's really beneficial. And, of course, you know, you make money on the side. So, like, yeah, hello.
0: Yeah, you do. <laughs> um, I mean, obviously, the ultimate goal is to be able to, like, you know, make the money without having to, you know, do you it. Do, right. right.
1: You're, you're make right. your money work for you. Right. Door dashing right. stuff like that, you're working for your money. Like, let's yes, be real. Yes, absolutely, <laughs> and it, absolutely. And then, Shay's case, you know, these people aren't even appreciative. Thank you. No, <laughs> <laughs> oh, but honestly, just going back to that, that's crazy. It was a walk up and you're just like yeah I keep making the trips like dang i was like that's
0: just so
1: classless yeah. <laughs> yeah but you know what that's how it is like you know there's people who go out to restaurants and you know people are like i don't tip if i don't enjoy-. okay you know what yeah. then you should make your own food at home like that's how i feel but we're not gonna get into that <laughs>
0: right right exactly um, so yeah side hustle <laughs> doesn't have to be doordash or anything like that but no. just you know, what skills do you have? I know friends mm-hmm. who, you know, make up on the side. I mean, and these are corporate yeah. women. Um, but, yeah, they do, you know, Sad different hustles. things on the side that they um, are naturally skilled in. So
1: always
0: be looking for opportunity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure.
1: Um, and, you know, with just setting these goals, ladies, and um if you guys have any funny, like, side hustle stories, <laughs> share them with us. Um, please do. Cause I know we've all tried to do a little money making schemes and stuff like that. And sometimes, you know, they go great. sometimes it's like, girl, what? (laughs) Like, I'll never do that again. Um, but with the end of the year coming, it's October. How did it get to October? I have no idea. (laughs) I feel like it needs to be June, but you know, life, um, Shay and I, you know, we very faithfully use um, a tool that we've created, um, that, you know, is very near and dear to us, but we actually have a financial, um, workbook that is available to, you know, all you ladies. And within it, there's various information about how to set and build your financial plan. It's a, it's a work through workbook. So there's challenges, um, there's, um, Sections for you to actually plan out your goals, and so for the last three months of this year, um, there's a challenge every month. But there's only three months left of the year, so we have about three challenges left that we're personally doing, and we want you ladies to join us. Um, and so it's actually called Spend Less, Save More, um, and it's you know your own personal guide. So for the last three months of the year, um, we have challenges for october um it's called the stack every week challenge which essentially challenges us to save twice as much as we did the previous week um the the november challenge deal or no deal that one is a personal favorite and something that i kind of try to do all year but you have to challenge yourself to only shop if there's a discount involved so don't be mine no clothes nothing unless there's a discount attached to it and that'll kind of train you to be smart and strategic.
0: Yeah. To take to take full advantage of, it, you know, mm-hmm. all the opportunities, right? Yes. Um and in November, I really love that for November because that's mm-hmm. when Black Friday comes. There's a lot yes. of sales right before the holiday in November. So you guys mm-hmm. can definitely take advantage of that.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um and then December we have the Hidden Treasures Challenge, which is something um that I've actually been preparing for because like I said, I know the challenge is coming up. So I've been going through my clothes and making a separate pile, but essentially it's about purging your closet. You know, this is a, a time in the year where people tend to purchase gifts for themselves. You receive new things in with, out with the old in with the new is the saying, um, and making money doing it. So, you know, in the book, we explained further about ways in which you can kind of purge your closet and make money doing so. So that's a really fun one. Um, cause you not only declutter your life, but you also create a a new pile of money to then use in the new year and invest in the new year. Um, so definitely, you know, we, we have that available on our website. So if you guys want to join us on these challenges, um, you know, all is welcome. And for you ladies specifically, we are offering $5 off if you use the coupon code subscribe. So be sure to put that in when you're checking out and you will get that special discount, um, to join Shay and I in really leveling up for these next, like just because we only got three months left does not mean that we cannot make major moves. Exactly. (laughs) And so, um, you know, finally, like I was saying before about, you know, just leveling up your knowledge about finances and spending and, and things like that. Um, you know, a really big part of your financial journey is making sure that you're always staying relevant and um, current with advice and tips from women who have done it. You know, our podcast essentially is all about that, you know, leaning on each other and other people's experiences and um, journeys and using that to help fuel and provide you with um, some context and some background on how you can do it too. You know, there's, there's not many things that people that we do out here where it's like someone has already done it. So the smart way to go about it is, is to really research and see what they did. And, you know, you can only figure out how to improve that, but you don't have to start from scratch, thankfully, with the internet and just social media. Um, So, you know, someone that I really love um, is her name is Tiffany. If you know her on Instagram at the budget Nista, I had first found out about her through um Earn Your Leisure, which is another podcast we love. They had her as a guest, and I was like, Oh, this lady, like she speaks my language. So anytime she's doing a live, anything that she also comes back to earn your leisure a lot. So like I get super um excited about it. I put my mom, all of my friends on I, I always text them, like, listen, she's doing a class, like, hop on this because I know people who are like trying to buy homes and elevate their lives. She speaks very well to the millennial um, crowd, but she specifically speaks to Black women, which I Mm -hmm. absolutely love. You know, she's done it, and then she kind of walks you through how to do it. And what also, you know, I really love about her is that she doesn't make things feel too complex. So, you know, when I'm learning about how to really level up, sometimes just the financial jargon and, like, the advancedness of it can make you feel really like, oh, I'm not ready for this. Like, it's just too much. Um, but she really has a, a very unique way of getting you to understand the basics, you know, and, and, and understanding how the little things that you tweak now can really create huge financial gain down the line. Um, so she's someone that I, I love and I always turn to. One that I
0: really, really like is Patrice Washington. She is known as the Money Maven, and um, her Instagram is at SeekWisdomPCW. And you know, we'll have that information in the show notes, yes. of course. But um, you know, I found out about her because my dad actually had bought me a book of hers, and it's called mm-hmm. "Real Money Answers for Every Woman." Um, and you know he got me that when I was still in college and I you know I read the whole thing and she talked about you know her experience like building up her real estate portfolio like right before the 2008 you know stock market crash and you know housing crash um, and how you know she had belted up so high and then everything just came tumbling down you know within a matter of a year and you know how she had to start from the ground up again um, and she was able to through, you know, incorporating strategic financial um, steps. And so from that point on, you know, I was a really big fan of her because I was like, okay, well, here's someone who has done it, lost it, and <laughs> done it again. And, you know, she's mm-hmm. just Brazilian and, you know, was able to come back very strong financially. And so I think for me, it's all about the relatability of, not being in the best place financially, but still being able to make your way, you know? Because I think that's something that we can all identify with. You know, not many of us are like, or, you know, off the rip, (laughs) (laughs) you know, financially astute or sound, you know? So, you know, a lot of Mm -hmm. us don't come from backgrounds where, you know, we have, you know, rich families and things like that. So I think- you know, that relatability of, you know, still able to be, um, still being able to make your way is why I really like Patrice. And she does awesome. Um, you know, she always has awesome lives, awesome information on her social media. And she has like a whole community of people that she advises and things like that. So, you know, I would definitely have her information.
1: Yeah. Um, And the last um, resource that I wanted to mention, um, it's more so an account on Instagram, and we'll have this information in the description, and we recommend you guys follow these ladies, even if you're not at the level yet where you're, like, going to actually start using the tools and stuff they offer, just get them on your feed. Um, You know, I find that, like, I learn a lot of things just from scrolling on Instagram, doing my day-to-day. You'll get some really good tips. Um, So a really good one to follow is Stocks and Stilettos. Um, I like them because it's, they tailor to more, like, investment literacy, and it's tailored to women, obviously, you know, stilettos. Um, So they post a lot of really great content, especially just, they have me personally question my finances, you know, and my financial knowledge. And so sometimes it just uh, opens my eyes up to, oh, I actually don't know, you know, like what happens if, you know, if Trump were to pass away, right, because that's the time we're in, what would that do to the market? Do you know? Do you understand the effects that it has on the country? Like things like that, um, you know, just the know-hows of investing. So I definitely think that that's a, um, for women especially you know i definitely recommend that everybody follow that page yeah so those are some of our um favorite resources for, you know, just helping us on our financial journey. Um, so those pages, along with our workbook, along with just doing some independent um, research really goes the mile. So, you know, we hope you ladies um, enjoy today's episode. We hope that you guys gain some new financial tips that you can start utilizing today. Um, and we also hope that this has inspired you to really look at your financial future and um, not you know if you don't do anything else at least make sure you know what you're trying to achieve um you know we're in the fourth quarter of the year a lot of the financial decisions that you're gonna make today is going to set the tone for next year you know in our last episode we talked about leveling up um mentally within your relationships like now it's time to level up financially sis so them bags mm -hmm, get to the bag um (laughs) <laughs> no but we hope you ladies enjoy it and we can't wait to, talk to you guys.